Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hey, how's it going? Jamie Rodriguez, your host of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, here this and every episode. Right here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to. Welcome. How are you? Everybody doing okay? I am. We have been covering some music festivals around the country this summer, connecting with friends of our show, getting some new talent for you fine listeners in the weeks and months ahead. And uh, we can't describe the energy and love for live music out there. It's something really special, and uh, everybody just keep safe, keep your family safe, so we can go full throttle and celebrate together. And today's guest, guys, really excited. We have a live episode with a fan favorite from last year. You all may remember Lauren Masiti. She was in our show around October of 2020, and she just joined us recently for a live episode. So if you're interested in the live video version of it, just check us out on Instagram TV, J-Rod Concerts Media, or on YouTube. Just uh, search J-Rod Concerts Media, Lauren Masetti. And uh, yeah, I mean, Lauren is, a, is, is a, an incredible soul, an incredible talent. She jumped to national consciousness with that unforgettable run on American Idol. And in 2020, she released one of those albums that will go down for many years, God Made a Woman, which includes the now classic title track, of course. Yeah, this year has been a super busy and productive year for Lauren. She's had a lot of personal and productive growth. She's had uh, she's performed the, the Grand Ole Opry several times. She's uh, doing music videos and working on that new follow-up album. So we welcome you guys as uh, Lauren just shares great stories, anecdotes, and stay tuned for an awesome, exclusive performance of her latest single, One Life Stand. And for more on Lauren Mercedes, including all her upcoming tour dates, visit laurenmacity.com. Mercedes is spelled M-A-S-C-I-T-T-I.com, guys. So thank you. Welcome to the new listeners. Let's rock and roll. Lauren Mercedes on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast live. <laughs> Lauren Masetti, what a pleasure to welcome you on the show in person, so in much. the flesh. I know. This is like our, well, you came to one of my shows here recently yes. where I did meet you in person, but this is awesome. Absolutely. I, I feel like we're like best friends now. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you know, we're thrilled and honored to have you. Thank you. I mean, you. where to even start? Um, I mean, I would tell my audience to just check out like the episode to get your backstory because we're going to go from there. But obviously you're an American Idol star. You've done oh. so many things in Nashville. Everybody loves you. Everybody loves Lauren Massetti in Music City. And you're just one of those pe people that everyone just raves about. Oh, thank you so reason. much. Absolutely. So sweet of you. <laughs> so, so Lauren, let's start with this. Um, let me take you to May 7th yes. of 2021. Yes. What happened that day for you? May 7th, Grand Old Opry. Well, that was the peak moment of my entire life. And I don't care about Grammys, I don't care about ACMs. The one thing I wanted to do before I died is to play the Grand Old Opry. Unbelievable. And God just made that all possible. And yeah, May 7th, 
was my Opry debut. And then you played it like another two times, I like in the next ten days times. or something. Yeah. Now you're like a pro. I, you know, it, it didn't get, it didn't make me any less nervous every other time after that. It was just like, just the whole, um, the gravity of what that place is and just what it means to me personally. You sure. Know, I, I love traditional country music, yeah. classic country, like so many of my heroes called that stage their home and so it was just like man i i was just so honored and humbled and yeah i i can die happy now sure i'm, I'm good we're good so lauren <laughs> for someone like you that grew up around country that appreciates everything about the opry and what it stands for yeah. tell our audience what it is like on the day of your debut like from the moment you wake up like what are you feeling is it confidence is it nerves to like after the show just walk us through it well i wake up i try to get my my day planned so i'll have my hair done my makeup done right on time and i'll be able to look my best i start doing my vocal warm-ups just kind of humming around a little bit and um i don't know it's it's pretty much the entire day going through my head don't be nervous don't be nervous don't be nervous calm down you're fine <laughs> and i don't know it's just kind of kind of a mix of emotions nervousness yeah. excited sure anticipation sure sure but um yeah it's just a mix of everything yeah up until the performance and after and then you when know? you stand on the circle it's honestly like the heavens open up and <laughs> that's just it you yeah know? I, yeah it's it was literally if if i didn't have video proof from the nana cam my nana <laughs> right. Like, I would think I dreamed the whole thing up. Sure. That's what I tell everybody that asks me, well, how did it feel? I'm just like, I, it felt like a dream. Yeah. I, I would never have believed that that would happen if I didn't have, like, video proof. So. Yeah, it was beautiful. I saw but, the performance. Does it, when you're there, does it feel like, like you're by the stage by yourself? Or, like, is it one of those stages that you see, like, all the faces in the crowd? Yeah. Like, how do you feel when you're there, those four? It's great because, you know, people are sitting, like, starting at the stage people yeah. are like just kind of right there right and, there and um, I've played stages where the audience is kind of like back a little bit further and there's kind of a disconnect and um, the Opry's not like that it's sure. just very like up close personal and intimate and I mean as, as big of a stage as it is it's just it's hard to explain but it's it just I can see all the faces and, that's cool and a lot of times you know you can't but yeah um, it was just it was perfect it was it. just perfect <laughs> it was as it intended to be right love it we were so proud when we saw it Lauren well thank you um, okay so you just came back we're recording this like a week after July 4th and um, you know you were in Montana yeah you performed a great set and uh, one of the things that struck me about your performance and checking out in research was how much your fans loved you Aww. and you know they were lining up to meet you rocking out your clothes your t-shirts just you know tell us a little bit about the relationship that you have with your fans because yeah. it's a very special bond well you know I'm, I'm just so appreciative of anybody that listens to my music I'm appreciative of you for having me on this show oh, like no. just any yeah. anytime anybody feeds into the thing I've been wanting to do my entire life it's like I don't know. I just feel nothing but appreciation, and I'm I'm honored and I'm humbled that anybody would you know listen and relate to my songs that much, and and so it's it's just a huge blessing. And so yeah, July third, um, I opened for Joe Nichols right. in Roundup, Montana. It was called right. the Ride. It's uh, the Roundup Independence Day's Extravaganza, 
and um, just everybody in that town was just so sweet and so welcoming and down to earth and and thanks to uh, Mike Morgan who uh, has the radio program out there sure. he'd been playing my music from my record all year long and, sure. and was just a huge supporter like from American Idol on and and um, it was just really cool how how that ended up and and so by the time I got out there a lot of people knew my my music already from him playing it on their their radio station and um, so yeah after the show I just went out to my CD table and and just the entire rest of the time I Amazing. just took pictures with everybody and just the the kindest people the I was best. just I was welcomed so much in that town and I was just so appreciative everybody was great so great Lauren so great okay let me ask you about your album and your follow-up uh -huh. because and I guess the question is God made a woman was such a spectacular album Thank like you. every song there's no filler it's a journey it's like an emotional journey it's one of the best 2020 things we heard <laughs> is the follow-up in a way like was it easier making that first album when kind of nobody knew who Lauren Massetti was like before <laughs> Idol well, or is there like a, yeah or is it like harder on this one that it's like man people know you that you have a certain line to live up to yeah yeah you know I I feel like um, there's a little bit more pressure now and like I feel like most artists after that first record that gets a little bit of notoriety yeah I feel like there is a pressure to um, improve try to like improve upon what you've already done sure and I guess in a way that's what I'm doing like just kind of my rule for myself is like just don't stay in a box and um, just I, I always want to improve no matter what I do yeah. in anything but um, just the rule that I've always had for myself is don't put out anything I wouldn't buy myself mm. and like I don't want to just create something that I think people want to hear because um, you know I, that wouldn't really be true to who I am I, I want to put out something that I'm really passionate about that I love and and so that's how I ended up with such a classic traditional sounding record with right. God Made a Woman um, and I still want to keep that classic retro vibe in this yeah. next record but um, if anybody's listened to my most recent single One Life Stand yes it is a little bit different than um, it is any of my other stuff and it is I just got to messing around with some of these jazz chords lately and um, that song kind of spawned this different vibe altogether, kind of like a, a Nora Jones goes country type thing. I and, love that. And you know, I love that sound and it's still classic. Like just, I, I want everything I do to be timeless. I want people to be able to listen to my records 50 years from now and enjoy them the same as they did when I put it out. You okay, know? that's cool. Like I don't want to ever be like trendy or go with the fads. Yeah, but, I dig that. Um, but anyway, I, I want it to have the tradition and the retro vibe that my last record had. Yeah. I want to clean it up a little bit. I want to polish it up. I want to make it a little bit more expansive. Yeah. And, and um, I don't know, just as a natural progression from God Made Alive, Sure. So. But keeping your artistic values yeah. at the center of it. Yeah. I dig that. Absolutely. I feel like that was a very elaborate explanation of what I'm trying to do. I love it. Y'all are just going to have to hear it to wait. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> can't wait. And you talked about One Life to Live. Yeah, um, one life stand. The, well, sorry, one life stand. <laughs> the video. 
yes. just came out. And it was, it's a great video. People should check it out. And it looks like you had a great time filming it. Oh, it was so much fun. Tell us a little bit about that because it's a great visual representation of you having fun, you yeah. know, retro planes, fashion, the whole thing. Yeah, if you would have told me that I had a 1920s, 30s airplane in my music video, that would have been crazy. But somehow we pulled it off. And yeah. Um, actually, it was directed by the great Pam Tillis, and um, Pam and I have been friends for a long time. I used to do shows when I was like, starting from the time I was like 12 in Branson, Missouri, and sure. and just through mutual friends and doing shows out there, I got to meet her, and she and her husband Matt Spiker turned into really good friends of ours, and just have mentored me in yeah. Nashville ever since I was a teenager, just making sure that you know I was educated on the business and and kind of you know, knew, knew the ropes and, and she was just so wonderful to me with that. And, and so I, a little birdie told me that she was starting to direct music videos, uh -huh. which <laughs> anybody that knows Pam knows that she's definitely her father's daughter, okay. the, the great Mel Tillis. And, and um, she's so creative and I've been blessed to have written a few songs with her as well. And I just know she's just so creatively, her, her mind is brilliant and it's constantly creating and so directing music videos is just another channel that she's using right now for that amazing and i'm just like well pam i'm actually wanting to do a music video now yeah. for this single and and she hopped on board with that and and um so it was kind of an experiment for both of us and, and we just had so much fun with it she great. loves retro i love retro um we did like the whole vintage outfits and and a, a friend of a friend of theirs is um, the one of the pilots of the DC three that we ended up having in the video. Okay, the yeah, yeah. Airplane and and um, the pilot that day told us that that is I think the oldest flying DC three airplane um, that's still able to fly around wow. right now in and, the U.S. Mm -hmm. Wow, and um, it's got all volunteer crew. It's uh -huh. called the Flagship Detroit. Okay, and um, it's a part of the Flagship Detroit Foundation, and and they try to you know keep the legacy alive and educate on aviation. And so there's a little plug for that. But, I love it. Um, but the pilot that day was telling us that um, at the time. Every old Hollywood star, that, that airplane was the only airplane that could fly from New York to L.A. and back. And so any old Hollywood star you can think of is flown on that plane. And so Including cool. Eleanor Roosevelt also had a seat at the back of the plane. So, and so cool. There's a lot of history there. It's that, a great video. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm so... And like the, the club scene where I'm singing in the microphone yep, with yep. the sequins and stuff, that <laughs> bar is actually owned. It's a bar and restaurant called the Pearl Diver, owned by Pam's husband, Matt. So, oh, there you go. So anyway, just the whole It's here in Nashville? Mm-hmm, it's here in Nashville. Cool. So it's called the Pearl Diver, check it out. Awesome. But yeah. That's great, that's great. Lauren, we saw you a couple of weeks ago at the um, listening room at, uh -huh. at, and you were at the uh, Song Suffragettes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's a, the Songs of Jazz for my audience that doesn't know. It's an organization that supports women, supporting women right. in like music. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that a little bit, switching gears, because you know I've been here in Nashville now like eight months, mm -hmm. and I've noticed that this movement is very strong. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on just uh, like the gender equality in the music business right. and like where we stand and Songs of Jazz and all that? Right. Well, it's kind of. You know, the reason, one of the reasons I wrote God Made a Woman is mm -hmm. because, 
you know, I think women just really need to focus on everything that empowers us, everything that makes us unique. And, and Dolly Parton is probably one of my biggest role models for just not only her music, I mean, she's one of my musical heroes, but I mean, she was just such a great businesswoman and, and she never let the fact that she was a woman get in the way. It was never like, you know, it never really put her in a victim mindset. It empowered her to use that to her advantage. Sure. And, and um, I, I'm just all about, I love women supporting women and, you know, we, we need each other. And I have a lot of really great girlfriends in this town that are just so talented and I love them to death. Um, Kennedy Fitzsimmons, Janelle Arthur, you guys. <laughs> love it, love it, love There's it. There's a couple of them, but um, yeah, I, I love it. And um, Song Suffragettes actually started out. Um, there's a, a thing called Tomato Gate, where mm. there was some radio announcer that said that uh, women were the tomatoes in the radio salad. And we really, like, he didn't play a whole lot of us because. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't play a whole lot of us because he didn't think people liked us as much. And hmm. I don't know. I Good backstory there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that was my really bad explanation of that whole thing. But yeah, Tomato Gate. Look it yeah, up. Yeah, look but, it up. <laughs> but, um, but that's how Song Suffragette started. And um, they've had me play a couple times. And, and, you know, we're just really appreciative of anything like that that we can get. Amazing. So, Amazing, yeah. Lauren. You've Women been... have something to say. Women oh have different God. experiences than men. And you know, nobody can capture those experiences like women. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Lauren, you've been so good with your time. So, so before you perform a song for us, uh, let me ask you this. Besides music, you are such a wonderful soul. Like, yes, you're an artist, but like, you know, and you and Nana that we love. We love yes. Nana. Shout out to Nana, wherever Shout she is. Shout out to Nana. We love Nana. My Nanager. Um, <laughs> but you guys are just beautiful humans, beautiful kindred souls. Tell us a little bit about when you are on vacation or when you don't have a show, when you want to disconnect and recharge your batteries with Nana or with your friends, what does Lauren Masidi do? Where does Lauren Masidi go? Oh, man. Well, church is a big thing for Nana and I, especially. Um, we go to uh, Bethel World Outreach here in, uh, well, it's in Brentwood. And and um, I, I grew up in my home church. I always want to give my home church a shout out, Trinity Gospel Temple in Canton. And um, I don't know, that's just something that really recharges my batteries. I feel like my foundation in the Lord, if I don't have that, everything else just crumbles. Mm. And, um, you know, well who, who I am in Christ is, is the most important thing. You know, whenever I meet him face to face, he's not going to say, how many Grammys did you win? How many times did you play the Grand Ole Opry? He's going to say, what did you do to bring me glory? And so in everything I do, I always want to point up to him and be like, you know, he gave me everything I have to give to the world, whether, you know, whatever that is musically, but um, everything I do, including my nursing career, just everything I do, I, right. I want to point up to the Lord. Right, right. I'm, so, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, yeah. we're not going to go deep into it because we went in, into it before, but you're a great nurse as well. Oh, thank you. And it's, and it's one of your greatest callings. Thank you're a wonderful, you. you know, you're, you're actually saving human lives. That's, that's, your, that's your highest cause. It was a very also. tough yeah. year, but, you know, it, it was really awesome. It really gave me an identity and, yeah. and something to have pride in this last year. It kind I of saved it. me, you know. Oh, that's beautiful. But, yeah. Well, Lauren Masidi, you've said it all. Thank you so much for Thank having me. Thank you so me. much. What an honor. All right. You're going to take us away with a song? I Thank am. You. Awesome. 
I'm Lauren Massetti, and this is my newest single called One Life Stand, and check out my music video on YouTube directed by the great Pam Tillis. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. 
with Jamie Rodriguez.